Hello, I'm Lauren Williamson, VP of Product with the Argus Chemical Sector, and you're listening to our latest edition of Chemical Conversations, featuring our core alkali experts, George Eisenhower and Bernard Law, and they'll be discussing the views of our latest price forecast services in the Argus Core Alkali Outlook. George, let me turn to you first. So far in 2023, we've seen the world transition to a new normal with COVID-19 becoming endemic, China lifting COVID-related restrictions, and a protracted conflict in Russia-Ukraine fundamentally altering energy trade dynamics. The world is watching really strong inflationary factors right now and how that might affect consumer demand. So can you tell us how have these trends affected the core alkali market and what are some of the drivers we should be watching for over the next 12 to 24 months? Thank you, Lauren. The uh, next 12 months, 24 month outlook that we just published recently takes into some of these factors that you had mentioned about COVID-19 lifting and the fact that we're coming into, so to speak, the new normal market for chloralkali. We've uh, gone through a very significant energy transition from Europe and uh, dynamics in China picking up a lot of the slack that uh, uh, opportunities, I should say, for material going from Asia into Europe. Uh, the U.S. is also looking at uh, the market and re responding as well. So our view right now is that the market has come or is coming off of this very high price level uh, that we've seen for the last couple of months uh, since uh, the invasion of the Ukraine. Um, but the market is becoming more stable, a little bit more uh, length to the market. Uh, supply is returning. Uh, so we're going back to a more normal price forecast. Thanks for that. And now let me move over to you, Bernard. An important part of the Chloralkali Outlook Service is the publication of a five-year price forecast. Maybe you could tell us a bit about how you approached constructing the view for this time period, and what are some of the major dynamics that the industry should really be looking out for over that time horizon? Great. Thanks, Lawrence. And uh, in fact, what we're looking at, uh, let's trace back a little bit like last year, and uh, we have seen three price spike and uh, these three price spikes that hit the historical high. And um, so these three spikes actually uh, is like a wake up call for the industry. And uh, at the same time, um, it is an indication and for the world that the Northeast Asia could be a region and uh, for the world that we rely on whenever uh, there's a supply crisis. Yeah. So, and uh, at this juncture of time, there's no new capacity being built right now with exceptions of few of them uh, in China, which is much uh, inland capacity, there's no impact on the export. Now, uh, what we're looking at without the arbitrage that we see and the market is kind of returned to the normal traditional metrics. And uh, so we expect the prices to to, uh, to go on the flatter trends. And yeah, basically for a few reasons, um, and we do, we do not see the price that the classic price is going to collapse because now we're going to see quite a bit of support and uh, for the next uh, at least for the next uh, 24 months yeah now um the reason for that is uh, is that the, um, the the weak vinyl that the market that producers had relied hit, uh, heavily on the caustic for their for the margin and number two is that the um, you can at least see that um, the support uh, from the, uh, the demand itself from the industry is is uh, relatively consistent right now, and you don't see uh, actually a drop in the uh, 
demand uh, in both the export and the import uh, it, for the export market and the domestic consumption itself. So um, especially for the aluminum industry, the battery battery materials and so on, that supported the, uh, the, the export prices so far. Yeah, even though there's a sign of uh, recessions and, uh, going around, yeah. So and it looks like the prices are holding pretty well right now. That will give them, uh, that will give Caustic some support for the next uh, um, twenty for the next twenty four months. Yeah. Now uh, looking at it right now, but however, the the prices uh, we don't the the prices are expected to come down only uh, in in the 20, 26, 27 period two zero two six and. Two zero two seven period when more and more ca new capacity are, are taking shapes, yeah, that will put that will put on a lot of uh, pressure on the caustic soda prices, and especially in 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 uh, China, India, Middle East, and Indonesia, and uh, that would uh, actually uh, drive the prices downwards. Yeah, right. That's all I have. Great answer. Next, I'd like to direct this question to both of you. Let's focus a little bit closer in on 2023. Maybe you could give us the top three factors you'll be focusing on in the chloralkali outlook service for the remainder of this year. A couple of things that we're looking at, of course, the economy and how the economy reacts to the, the rising interest rates. And that's going to be a, a very strong factor on demand for chlorine, uh, more specifically into vinyls, PVC, for example. And that's going to have a knock-on effect of uh, supply or, or limiting supply or, or providing excess supply of caustic soda to the market. Um, you know, we always have to follow the chloralkali cycle, and right now we're we're in the essentially at the bottom of the cycle where we're seeing weak caustic demand, weak chlorine demand. And over the next six to nine months, we expect the the cycle to start to improve, um, which is a little bit counter to what a lot of uh, other uh, economists are saying that you know we expect the the overall economy to slow down, but because we've essentially been in a uh, manufacturing recession, at least in the chloralkali space, since last year, uh, we're, we're expecting to see a little bit of improvement in the market as we go through the rest of 2023. Okay, in uh, in Asia, we expect the price for um, the market to, ex to to be for caustic soda to be relatively uh, firm at this juncture, and but we don't expect the price to collapse. Neither we expect the price to surge higher either. Uh, basically. We can we see these uh, you know recovery on the second half of the year, especially in China, that will help to lift the uh, demand. And uh, whenever the the demand picked up, this will push the prices higher. And uh, um, at the same time, we are looking at the uh, the vinyl side of the cycle. Is that the uh, in Asia um, the vinyl? We don't expect the uh, vinyl to do that well. And uh, somehow that the um, that uh, in 2023 itself, uh, the, the producer had to rely more on the caustic for, the, for, for their ECU margin. So, um, so we can we can kind of um, look at the 2023 and uh, 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 relatively flatter trends, price trends that we are going to see in 2023. Yeah. George and Bernard, thank you for sharing your views with us today and giving us a glimpse into those trends that are currently affecting the core alkali price forecast. And to our listeners, if you want more information, please visit us at www.argusmedia.com chemicals. For Argus Media, I'm Lauren Williamson. Join us again next time for more insights in our Chemical Conversations podcast.